Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome, everybody, to another week of Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. Um, Goofy things happened last week. I hope it doesn't happen again, where the audio got real silent for some reason. So, yeah, I apologize about that. Oh, how's everybody's week in mopeds? Mine has been, um, it's been... I was worked on my Baker's build all last weekend. I um <laughs> I can't do sh- shortcuts like I had some I had to take my HPI off it cuz I had to just test fit some other products. And when I test fit those other products, I pushed the seal on the Sater side in too far and I tried cheating. And drilling, I I didn't have a small enough drill bit, but I thought I did. And I tried drilling in the seal and taking a screw. And I fucked up not only the seal that I didn't get out, I fucked up the case half. So I had to take the case halves apart. And it all, dude, life is just a bunch of little puzzle pieces all put back together. Because if I wouldn't have been in that accident a couple weeks ago, I wouldn't have gone to Iowa. I wouldn't have gotten another engine case i had i had the engine cases already so like things work out it's rad uh i'm i'm almost like tired of working on mopeds but i'm not it's weird it's just been hot i've been working a lot of hours dealing with so i have a thou who shall not be named on my podcast as well so i feel like i'm 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 inching it closer to like podcast elite status i God damn. I just, you know what? I have very few pleasures left in life. Mopeds being one of them. But fucking coffee is so goddamn good, especially on a hot day. Like when I was a ute, I was a laborer for uh, con- my former stepdad's uh, brother's construction, blah, blah, blah. And we're in a basement, and I was the guy mixing the mud for the laying blocks. Yes, southerners, we have basements up north. And there's this old guy named Dutch, tough as fucking nails with a name with like Dutch, smoking cigarettes in a basement in August, fucking 90 degrees and drinking boiling hot coffee. I'm like, Dutch, what the fuck are you doing? And Dutch like hot things on a hot day, cold things on a cold day. And you know what? It's kind of true. People, you can believe me or not, but like I'll have Gatorade. I'll have ice. Co- I'll have uh, ice coffee is fucking terrible. Never mind. I'll have ice water, but like, when I get done with all that, I'm pounding coffee still. I fucking love it. I love it. I love it almost as much as I love mopeds. And I love mopeds. I'm almost, um, my Baker's bike's almost done. Except for, I will look for the easy way out of stuff. And I bought that CB750 tank. And do you think I have addressed anything about the cleanliness inside on it yet that I've had for four months? Absolutely not. And I asked a few people what they do to clean tanks. And I heard the vinegar thing and I've never, I don't like using vinegar. I'll be the first one to admit because like I always have the issue with flash rusting. Like it doesn't matter what I do. I've tried the baking soda. I've tried flushing. I've tried WD 40. I've tried, I've tried a lot of different solutions. I never have good luck with it. Um, and then I was talking to Eric, (laughs) Eric and I have our best moped conversations. Eric from QCB have our best moped conversations at like, 
10 o'clock at night when I'm trying to go to bed and like he is Eric and he's excited about mopeds just as much as I am. And he's like, nope, dude, you got to get a vapor rust. Like it's fucking. And he found me the fucking link on Amazon. So I'm like, and it was dirt cheap. It was like 15 bucks a gallon. I'm like, fuck it. I'll just order. I, so my, I got a hold of my ex-wife. She ordered it for me because Amazon accounts in her name. So blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? This shit's not going to be here till Thursday. So I got a little fucking hustle. I wanted it now. So what I did, I went to Har- Harbor Freight carries it in gallon jugs. I went and bought three gallons of it at Harbor Freight. And guess who is magically going to get returned three ga- And it's sitting in my tank right now. Guess who's getting three gallons of uh, Evaporus returned to him come Thursday when it shows back up? Mr. Harbor Freight. I love that store. It's, again... If you ever need tools at a moped rally, just go to Harbor Freight. They'll let you return that shit. Um, yeah, I think I'll have my Baker's bike done Friday, maybe? And then, you know, pound it out. It's coming close. I think next week we're going to have Maitland Kelly on to talk about everything when it comes to Baker's Dozen, which is going to be fucking rad. I'm good. I think this right now, you guys, um, my schedule is going to be, I'm going to get about two, three shows in the can. And then I'm just going to have those set on a timer to release like a normal day. Will we do updates from the bakers? I don't know. Like maybe, maybe not. I'm in a perfect world. I will say yes, but you know me, I'm too honest at points on this and I'm not going to fucking lie to you guys. So I'm going to try, but we'll see what happens. But this week we're still on the East coast. I think next week with Maitland, we're going to be going left coast. Maybe we'll see what happens. Um, I never like to, I always get paranoid about announcing guests so we can advance. If you want to get hold of me at secondchancemoped at gmail.com, secondchancepod, Instagram, or the Facebook accounts, always get a hold. If you got show ideas, guests, whatever, you know, um, yeah. What about that King Snake episodes of Moped Monday? That was fucking rad. I almost went down to that three years ago. I was down in Florida with mommy and like, I was like, fuck. Moped drag racing, that seems fun as fucking sketchy as hell. And I'm still kind of bummed I didn't do it, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm going to bring my guest in. Um, I actually know nothing about him, but every time I see his last name, I want to say Tom Zink, the Z-Man from early WCW, which he has no idea who I'm talking about. Um, I don't know why it's the T and the Z in your name. Um, I did get to stare at your guys's sticker all weekend valerie from i think val's in the dopeheads from nebraska has one on the back of your back of her helmet and val is an awesome lady val and jordan i love you guys so much um but i'm gonna let my guest introduce himself right now and he's gonna tell you where he's from what club he's associated with and we're gonna get into his moped story all right what's up everybody uh my name's tom i'm from the wizards moped club which is based in lancaster county pennsylvania kind of like an hour west of philly and yeah i guess that's about it i've been playing with mopeds for like five five maybe six years now and i'm excited to be on the podcast right on right on my guy um so tom let me ask you this what is your very first memory not necessarily get it on but like the first time you can conceptually remember that is a moped do you remember that i do yeah i came prepared i had to do some thinking on that but it was so I'll preface this. My dad's always been big into the Vespa Lambretta scene. Um, he was big into it in like the 80s. And mm-hmm. 
I guess he went to some rallies in the early 2000s and he met some of like the moped army guys. So when I was about 13, 14, uh, we were driving somewhere and we saw a kid on a maxi with like a milk crate on it, mm -hmm. you know, probably like a stock pipe, stock everything. Yeah, yeah. Just flying down the road. And I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. And he was like, yeah, you look up moped army. So I was Dude, like, that's so fucking rad. I'm sorry for interrupting yeah, you, but like yeah. your dad and like, we're into that generation already where like dads are introducing their sons to moped army. That's so fucking cool. It's pretty wild. Yeah. I don't know if he knew too much about it outside yeah. of the name, you know, he'd met some people, but um, yeah, I don't know. And then pretty much from then until like 16 or 17, I just had no I had no more contact with it outside of just looking at the forums every once in a while. Um, he never really, you know, he was always working on stuff in the garage and I never had too much interest in it. Um, and he never like tried to get me to come work on stuff. Uh, you know, he was always, I was always into bicycles. So mm -hmm. I was really into cyclocross and road racing and that kind of thing. And um, one day I, there was a kid I went to high school with and he found this Columbia commuter. So it's a Sox 505 1A motor, just, you know, not fast, but they're pretty cool bikes. Yeah. Um, he found one in his, like his grandparents, like scrap pile or something. And nice. he was like, Hey man, like, I know you're into bicycles. You want this thing? And I was like, yeah, why not? So I ended up trading him. I don't know if you're familiar. You're, I mean, you probably are. It's like those little brake barrel air rifles that, you know what I mean? For, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And stuff. yeah. So I traded him one of those and uh, that was my first moped. So I was Dude, like, those are things are almost as worthless as the Red Rider BB gun. They, I don't know. They're, they'll put a hole in a can, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying, like, out. you're, yeah. I remember as a kid, we get into BB gun wars. Like, that was fucking, that's we were, brutal. Yeah. Well, dude, we're dumb rednecks in Southern Minnesota. Like, the rule was no shot for the face. But if anybody who's ever shot a Red Rider BB gun, you go for mass and kind of where the BB goes, it goes. Like, mine kind of had this weird curvature to like how the BB would come out. It was the most fucked up thing ever. So you're not aiming that thing but yeah that was pretty yeah. much where it started so i've been i was in and out of it for like two or three years you know mm -hmm. just kind of like but what I was that first ride like for you you said your buddy did your buddy's like i'm paying attention but my add your buddy's grandma had one in her shed yeah like a scrap yeah. pile it yeah never, our scrap I mean, pile did you never got it running or anything yeah i got it running um it was pretty simple, you know, like clean the points. And I just, it was all moped army, like, you know, just being like 15, 16, just reading like Fred's guide and stuff, which is why I always send that to people when they hit me up about buying a moped. Um, yeah, just clean the points and cleaned out that little like square 12, uh, 12 bing on the socks. And it was cool, man. Like I cut the pipe in half because I thought it sounded sick and it <laughs> did. And yeah, I just ripped it all over the neighborhood when my parents weren't around, you know, they were like, Cause my dad was into, you know, like scooters and stuff and he'd been hit a couple times. So he was like, I know this is fun, but you're not riding until you're 18. So yeah. that didn't really end up working out too much, but yeah, when they were out, like I'd take it around the neighborhood and go down to the river and stuff. And it was just, I don't know. It was really cool. It felt like the fastest thing in the world. Cause when you're riding bicycles, you know, yeah. you're always working to get the speed. And when you're on a moped, you're not really. So yeah, you're 16 and you're on a motorized anything is exactly, fucking the yeah. freedom, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so you had to kind of wait around. You said you, it didn't last, but you kind of had to wait around to your 18. Did your old man ever bust you or anything like that? Or did they finally kind of give in to the fact that you were going to ride mopeds or he definitely knew. I mean, it wasn't like, I don't know, like it, 
pretty we pretty much didn't talk about like me having bikes and stuff until i was 18 we, it wasn't like an acknowledged fact but i would like bring home stuff and like stash it at buddies houses and stuff like yeah. that and you know keep it in the bed of the truck sideways so they wouldn't see it but yeah i was so like, some kids get like a meth habit or too early or a heroin habit the parents want to be in denial your dad was in denial about mopeds okay yeah you know they run parallel you know exactly yeah i'm sure it was a very similar uh, situation when he was looking at it from his angle but yeah i don't know i mean it was cool like like you said being a kid on anything like because you have no point of reference for like what is fast and what is not so mm -hmm had i gotten into motorcycles it probably wouldn't have been what it is now i mean i don't know it's just it feels super fast when you're a kid and then you just keep building off that and like i've had motorcycles and i i still stay true to the mopeds like yeah, yeah. yeah now let me now let me just jump forward a little bit in your story let me ask you about you you were talking about speed relative to your experience um like on your mm -hmm. bikes you have today like what's your what would you say is a good comfortable speed for most of you your bikes like your daily rider if you will because like i think jason or thomas or you know we all kind of have that we have our blaster bike and then we have like our daily rider bike at least i do and a lot of people do like do you have that kind of situation going no for sure yeah i mean i tend to build bikes for different applications yeah. right so like so like your blaster bike like, yeah. what are you doing for speed on that uh i think it does like 57 it's nice. i don't know i mean it's not the fastest bike ever, but it's really comfortable and I really like it. So, dude, anything over is fifty-five is. is blasting on bikes. Because my question for you on that was like, if you're riding alone, does it feel kind of slow? But if you get in a pack, you realize how fast you're going. Do you have that kind of sensation? Dude, for sure, yeah. Okay, because like, no, it's amazing. Like, I live in the city now, and like any group ride that like I take the homies on or whatever, because. I was, you know, our club is mainly in like a rural, like a more rural area of the county. And I recently moved to the city. So having like a garage in the city and riding in the city now, it's like, I don't know if I even like care about building bikes for top speed as much as I did maybe two years ago. Like now it's just all about as fast as possible to 40. You know what I mean? Just mm -hmm. get a little blast, like light, light. Like that's what I really care about nowadays. Yeah. 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 Dude, it's all about, all of, yeah. And, we'll 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 rewind we'll get into your story some more but we'll rewind back a bit um so you got this terrible addiction that we all call mopeds uh you're in denial your dad's in denial about it you get 18 you get you might have a little bit of a job that you can afford a few more things like what's your first real moat i don't want to say that one bike wasn't real but like when when do you start no, no, to collect sure. bikes? Like when's, when's your next yeah, like sure. real moped buy? So, um, I guess I had picked up a Suzuki TS 90 cause this was around the time mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know, I was probably like getting close to that 18 mark. And I was like, you know, I should probably try out a motorcycle. So I bought a Suzuki TS 90 jammed into the back of my station wagon at the time and it was pretty cool but ended up trading it to rob burrito for a maxi and he had all the parts for it but it was never like fully assembled so i put it together and i guess that it's like a brown um just like a brown regular e50 maxi mm -hmm. with a k-star you know 15 shaw and like a i think it was a circuit pipe that was like my first like moped moped and i took mm -hmm. that to my first rally and it didn't run great, but like it ran well enough to, you know, keep up and stuff. And it ran well enough to get you to your first rally is what yeah, you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, what was your first rally then? What year was that? You know, me and my timelines, my guy. 
Yeah, I have no idea on the year. What Probably the fuck, like Tom? Eighteen or twenty? I know it was the very first. You know, Maddie Bo. It was the very yeah. first off-ball rally. So it was okay. the year. Um, yeah, I guess it was the first year they ever hosted that. It was like invite only, but I knew one of the guys that was going to it, kind of. So he was like, "Yeah, pull up." So um, yeah, went down to that, and it was it was really fun. I mean, I'd never experienced so many mopeds in one space at one time and that was pretty crazy because that's you see pretty moped nuts, army, yeah it's wild i mean you see like old ma threads of like whiskey biz or whatever and there's like 200 bikes and this was probably like 20 bikes and i was like mind blown at the time i was yeah. probably annoying everybody asking them like whoa what is this thing you know what i mean like yeah it was crazy and, and know what dude like i have all the time in the world for the new annoying questions because for, for sure, myself yeah. at least I was that guy and I'm still that fucking guy. Like I'm always, I, I, as I said early on in this podcast, when I started it, like I have the question why, and nobody's ever been able to answer that for me. So I will keep on asking those dumb, annoying questions until I find the solution, if you will. No, um, like I'd never seen a Hobbit before. Or I'd never seen oh shit, like, son. any kind of like fast, fast, but you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. five, six an hour bikes. And it was just crazy. It was mind blowing at the time because I was used to going like 40, 45. I don't yeah. know. It was sick, but. But 40, 45, dude, by yourself is fucking ripping. Like that's fucking, that's really good speed, especially if you have no point of reference to anybody. If you're like oh, kind of cool. lone wolf, Team Riendo, if you will. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so that rally was where I think it was actually Travis Knoll of our club. Um, shout out Travis. But he pretty much, he was like, hey, man, like, I know you don't know too much about these things, but if you want to come up sometime to our shop and hang out, um, you know, pull up. So I did. And that's, you know, shortly after I started prospecting and that's kind of where my journey with like heavily getting into mopeds began. So, yeah. yeah. But how cool was that for you to feel included on like a wrench night or anything like that? Like, was that kind of weird, nervous ball of energy? Cause like, A, you're a young kid, B, like, like, this is something that you've been passionate about and you didn't understand how passionate you were maybe until you saw the scene. No, for sure. Um, it was crazy at first. Like, I don't know. I didn't really, I think it would have been, I don't know. It was pretty wild. I'll give you, yeah, it was pretty wild. Like the first thing I ever tried to do up there, like, you know, somewhat mechanically was like port the K-Star. So we had, you know how it is. It's mm -hmm. like five guys all leaned over a workbench, like, oh, you got to do X, Y, and Z. And we were all just like playing with it. And I don't ever know what happened to that kit, but it was just like a really crazy time. Like everybody's separate knowledge coming together mm -hmm. on my cylinder. And it was, we were all just like trying to figure it out at once. And it was something I hadn't experienced. Cause like you try to get your buddies into mopeds and it's like, obviously like, yeah, that's cool. But like dirt bikes are way cooler and they're faster and they break yeah. less. So I don't know. It was cool. Like finally getting like to be close with a group of people that were all very interested in mopeds. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. that's the thing I love about mopeds because they are unreliable and not any idiot can get involved in this. Like, yeah, sure. You can, I mean, and I'm not calling people fucking idiots. I'm not going to, but like, sure. Anybody can go buy a DR or a, KY it just I'm blanking on every fucking dirt bike name right now but like um you can go buy a fucking brand new bike and it'll rip and you'll never have a problem with it but like anybody who's 
mechanically inclined always wants to solve the puzzle. And I think that's half the reason why a lot of us um, are into this because we love to solve that puzzle. It's just, it's so much fun, dude. Like in mo, I mean, people say, and that's why I give people a hard time about shifty 50 is like, they're not fucking mopeds people. It's, it's a fucking shifty 50. And if you want to ride one, that's fucking rad. I mean, maybe one day they'll be able to keep up with my hobbits, but you know, Oh shit. You got the smoke. No, nah, man. I loved, I mean, I love my dirt bikes. Like I ended yep. up selling them, um, for some reasons, but, um, I loved my DT money. That's why you sell them, cool. Tom money. Yeah. Partially that for sure. More money for mopeds. Right. But, um, no, I love dirt bikes and like, I don't know. I've just, I've tried all the different like little veins of like what motorcycles can be for people. And mm-hmm. it, it always just leads me back to selling them and buying more moped parts. So <laughs> I don't know if that's because of an addiction to mopeds or if it's just that I genuinely really like them, but it's the power it to is, speed to weight control. ratio, dude. There's nothing oh, like that's it. True. Yeah, for sure. Even like, I don't know, like a two fifty two stroke dirt bike, like, I'm nowhere near a good enough rider to be able to fully utilize that, but like you can crack it open in second and just feel that, but yep. it doesn't feel quite as good as like getting it on like a maxi. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Hobbit, but no, I'm fucking with you. Well, there you um, go. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> uh, so you're, you got the K-Star kit. You're playing around important that. That's a funny, a lot of people start out with K-Star kits and I'm not yeah. sure who necessarily does the Shaco Stocko available through treats, the 50 CC kit, or is it, okay. it's the 60 CC kit for hobbits, but like it came in a K star box. That's what I got. That was my first kit. And like, dude, there that thing go. was, I still have it on the shelf because it will go back on a bike because I got my big boy pants one year and got a DR kit. So oh, shit. All right. oh yeah. fucking son, I'm going to be ripping to 45, but, um, so you got the K star kit. How quickly did you seize that K Star kit? Dude, I soft seized it. Yeah, yeah. But I never yeah. actually I've never hard seized before. Oh uh, dude, you you haven't lived life until you're going 45 and you back <laughs> off so it's like and then that rear tire locks up. It's fucking I've had some <laughs> scary soft seasons, but yeah, no, I've never like fully locked the thing up. I'm sure oh, it'll happen at one point. It's but, um, living, dude. <laughs> no, I'm too much of a weenie. When I see like four hundred, I start backing off. But yeah, no, I don't know. I'll say yeah. this, Tom. You want What's it last up? three times I fucking soft seized? Yeah. 375. Oof, that's that's cold. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know. That's why I'm like, what the fuck? Just it was from some other issues. I was running the wrong spark plug on the wrong head, I think was a lot of the issue. But like okay. yeah, dude. Fucking yeah. But anyways, back to you, my guy. Uh K Star Kit, you soft seized the shit out of it. Hell yeah. No, I rode that thing. Um I ended up after high school, I went to uh, like a two year college type deal, um, mm-hmm. rode that thing there pretty much the first year I rode it every day. I mean, not pretty much. Uh, my car was broken down all the time. I had an old Volvo wagon and I'm I ended so up just, sorry, especially in the Northeast. Yeah, it was sick, but yeah, like it was rusty as fuck. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was cool, but I ended Dude, up. Dude, they look the sexy. Don't get me wrong. I love those new wagons. Like if Subaru would have stayed more of the wagon style, I would own one today, but like, I don't because I got a deal on a Volkswagen, but like I dig those Volvo wagons that they're putting out right now, dude, those things are sexy. If I had the money for sure, but no, you um, and me both brother. Up, yeah. So I ended up just riding that maxi. Like 
dude i would ride it in the snow and in the rain like you are it was awesome it was i was mean to it you know but it it never actually died like i said like i soft seized the shit out of it but for some reason it just never died so i ended up selling that bike to a, a buddy of mine and he like he and his brother like put it on a dirt track and just like kind of like wrecked it but <laughs> the yeah the crazy thing is that, that frame it somehow made its way back to my hands um and for our rally we turned it into like a beer bong so we like hung it off a tree and like drank beer through it it was disgusting yeah it was like half gas half beer but, dude um, that's uh, she is so punk then, rock i love it yeah. it was disgusting but um <laughs> yeah so then after that rally it just kind of sat in the back of our like our shop shed up in mount joy and then uh a new dude on the scene so this dude's name is herm shout out herm um he was like, yo, what's up with that maxi frame? I need it to put a ZA on. I was like, yeah, it's had like beer run through it and we threw a bunch of trash in the tank and it sucks, but it's yours. So yeah, it more or less just ended up in his hands and he actually built a ripper out of it. So it's pretty cool to see like, you know what I mean? Like seeing mm -hmm. a bike that was yours a long time ago kind of like transform into something completely different in somebody else's hands. That's what I like about like having frames around the shop. You know what I mean? Yeah. They've got such crazy history to them. So. Yeah, I did that. I sold a Hobbit to a kid last summer, and then um, I offered to help him out with some stuff, but he was, you know, a n very new to mopeds, knew everything, knew it all. I got a call from him three weeks ago, and he wanted to know if I wanted to buy it back for a uh, – I bought it back for a quarter of the price he paid for it because he cafe he cafe'd racered the fuck out of the low bars and disconnected all the wires – and pulled all the resistors out, and he didn't know what the fuck he was doing, so it wouldn't run again. So, <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of. I love those you, deals, though. dude. If you like, yeah, if you know everything and want to fuck a bike up, I'll sell it to you and buy it back for a quarter of the price. No big deal. That's a shame. I like. I always love getting rid of a bike. Like, I don't know. If you have that problem, but like, you'll just have stuff in your garage that you have no interest in anymore. Yep. And getting rid of that kind of stuff to somebody that's new to it and then actually seeing them go through with it and build a bike out of it and have a new rider on the scene. Exactly, that's, dude. That's a pretty great feeling. So that's what I'm like. That's why I'm so stoked about this thing being alive again. But I'm sure yeah. you know how it goes. No, dude, that's great. And I always want to <laughs> I always want to sell to a new person. But my problem is I have like two or three go-to people. Mm -hmm. All I have to do is hit them up. I know they'll eat one person – Shane Johnson's going to buy my hobbits. Okay. Uh, Hoarder Eric is going to buy any pooks. And Paul Johnson, uh, he'll generally buy my Vespa trash that I, I'll buy a Vespa something and I'll look at it and I'm like, oh, I don't want to fucking learn this black magic. And I'll sell it. Like I sold, I basically sold one back to a guy I bought it from for the same price. Cause like it sat in my garage for three months and I sold it and, I'm having the same issues with this chow right now. I'm just like, I'm never going to fucking touch this thing. And like, you're laughing, dude. I just put my Vespa together this weekend and it's probably my favorite bike I own right now. Well, it's, how many variated so bikes do you own besides uh, that? Three. Well, no, okay. so three in total, three in total. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that. You getting into the variated game because you had the E50s. Uh, what was yeah. your first variated bike then? um i guess a peugeot which is okay. crazy yeah so even like after e50s i went heavy into minarelli for like 
three years. And I still, yeah, I was going to say your boy, Nate, I know he's a Minarelli guy. For sure. Yeah. So he and Logan, who was at one point, he was the president of the club. Um, when I first started coming up there with that E50 Maxi, they were like, yeah, that thing's cool, but like, you got to ride one of these. And then I rode like a Polini kit, you know, V1 and it just, it blew me away. But like mm -hmm. the torque in those things is so crazy. Anything so, varieda, dude. Like if they're set up right, they're damn near lifting that front tire off. Like I say that Shane Johnson, that's the guy who wrecked my life. I got on his 83 Black Hobbit and like it was over. Oh, I mean, yeah, V1s are even single speeds, but yeah, like yeah. I just, I dropped in super hard on V1s for a long time. And then, yeah, I don't know. I was doing that and I built a bunch of V1 bikes. Um, not a bunch, like probably three or four. And then, yeah, one day uh, Peugeot just came up on Marketplace. So, I didn't really have it for that long. It was, uh, it was like, you know, like 50 bucks or whatever. And it was, oh, shit. and it was just like, I have to go get this right now. So I went out there and picked it up and it was cool. Um, I did the whole like lay party thing and like the restricted the pipe and stuff, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. For some reason it just never clicked with me. So, um, I ended up selling it to another club member, Travis and, that I, yeah, that's the story of my first variated bike. Not a very good story, but well, it, it yeah, doesn't sound like he got that smile right on that one that well. I so, definitely did not. It was, I don't know why, like, I don't know. Sometimes things just don't click, and that was just one of those things. But, um, I guess Derby was the next real thing. I was building like a Derby dirt head for a while, and then okay. I got a Slex from uh Charlie, and that was pretty crazy. You know Charlie's old slicks. I ended up trading him some stuff for that. Okay. Um, where did are you the one who ended up with that slicks or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is in my garage. And then after that, I picked up another slicks, uh, not running from another buddy. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't know it was a slicks, and he didn't either. Um, it had been <laughs> like matte blacked like four or five times. So I started stripping the paint, and it was like I texted him. I was like, dude, this is crazy. Like you'll never believe this shit. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, man, that is what it is. You know, obviously he wasn't amped because he just got rid of it. But um, he was a little butthurt, like, what the fuck did it? But you know what, dude? If you're selling like stuff, that, yeah. you don't know what it is, that's on you. Yeah, for sure. And then that bike, which is what I've been, I was kind of ripping around a little bit earlier this year, I guess. Um, that bike was what really, like, like that hit the light for, I don't know. Like, that was when I decided, like, holy shit, variated stuff is so sick. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just. It's just cool, man. I don't know. Yeah, dude. Very like just keep I I like to think I know how like know how to set up a variated bike now. Like my and you just gotta you you're if you're in mopeds, you're a stubborn person. You just have to keep playing and keep playing with springs, contra springs, clutch springs, variator weights until like, oh shit, that's what it's supposed to feel and jetting and everything For else. Sure. Cause like it's such a weird triangle octagon, whatever you want to Crazy. say. Of balance. Everything affects everything else. Yeah, it's wild. It's so yeah. much different than like single speed bikes. But I also love, you know, single speed bikes. It's just it's just different, you know? It's yeah. Yeah. Um, so we kind of bounce around like you oddballs, Matty Bo. Uh can't wait mm -hmm. to yeah. I can't wait to see that boy in a couple weeks. Um what like you what was prospecting like for the wizards like um you talked about that a little bit you're in the club you got invited to hang out with those guys um yeah what was that yeah. like it was pretty cool man like i don't know so i had a pretty wild impression of what it was 
because I'd seen a couple episodes of like Sons of Anarchy when I was like, yes, a kid. I was hoping you I said the Hell Satan show, but like Sons of Anarchy, okay, yeah. close enough. Dude, I went into it and I was like, sick. All right, well, I'm gonna have to do some crazy shit to get into this moped club. Yes, and none of them knew I was. I was 18 at the time I started prospecting. None of them knew that. So they were having me do like all kinds of like crazy shit. And it was just like, I guess we're just going to let this one rock until one of them was like, it was Logan. He was like, Hey man, are you underage? And I'm like, yep. And it was like, Oh shit. All right. We're going to have to slow down a little bit. But it, was, <laughs> you know, it was all in good fun. It was like hazing stuff, but yeah, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, like sneaking into places and just general, like, moped rowdiness is how yeah just that. shenanigans and whatnot shenanigans, yeah. exactly yeah and um you know occasionally you got to sweep the shop up or help somebody pick up a bike somewhere but it was nothing bad and over the course of that year prospecting i got to know the guys really well and they're who i consider to be some of my really good friends today so overall positive experience yeah yeah uh i've had nate on here and i got to hang out with him a little bit spring break nate is such a fucking solid guy i like him yeah um, hell yeah nate, nate's rad <laughs> Nate, yeah, I'll <laughs> Nate cooking hamburgers at fucking three in the morning was classic. Um, so what were some of the rallies like? Is I, I so it seems like you're a newer to the scene, like myself or whatever. Like you hit oddballs two night two thousand nineteen. Um, what are some other rallies you had been to at this point? Yeah, um, I I don't remember the year on that oddball, but um, anyway, dude, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the first, like, I'm trying to think, like, the first, like, big, big, big moped rally. It was either Mopit the first year or it was Legion. And both of those rallies are incredible. Like, Mopit to this day is, like, one of my favorite places. Like, that's, like, they're the sickest club. They're the really good dudes. Um, so I guess the first Mopit was, like, my official, like, my first official, like, big, big rally. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy, man. It was, like I said, like, seeing a ton of bikes at one place when you're so accustomed to only seeing like, you know, less than five or 10 within mm -hmm. your own club. That's insane. And just meeting all these people that like, you know, you read MA threads, you're trying to diagnose a problem <laughs> and you're seeing all these people answer. And then you like, you get there and then you're suddenly talking to somebody and they introduce themselves halfway through the conversation as like Will D or whatever. And it's like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, I I know you from the internet, but yeah. I don't really know you. It's it's a weird. You're a disguise. real person and not just a line with a shitty thumbnail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a pretty crazy disconnect. Like once you meet those people, though, in real life, it's it's wild. So that was yeah, Mopit was like the sickest rally for sure. Um, they're all the sickest rally, but we went out to St. Louis. Um, I don't remember too much about Nate's episode, but I'm sure he'd mentioned some stuff from that. That was a pretty wild experience just driving like 15 hours in a truck with like no ac or it had ac i guess but in the dead it of, didn't you know what feel I mean? like just it like yeah people you like vaguely know because i was only fresh to prospecting at that point yeah. uh, and then like being in the hospital at three in the morning in like east st louis and like oh i didn't hear this why don't you what's it what's hit the rewind button i don't have a good yeah, sound yeah, effect yeah. how did you end up a i've I've driven by St. Louis about seven or eight times. I've never actually stopped into said St. Louis. It's tight. You should check it out. But yeah. Uh, no, I'm yeah. no, I'm fucking with you. Yes, <laughs> ruffians and all those guys are rad. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, yeah. But why don't you talk about that? Was yeah. it? I'm assuming you went to a ruffians rally. Indeed. Yeah, I think it was called Six to Midnight. I still have the T-shirt somewhere. But um, to clarify, it wasn't me. 
I wasn't the one needing the hospitalization. Mm -hmm. It was my buddy Logan, but, um, yeah, it was the Friday night ride, you know, everybody's just blasting in the dark and that's great. That, isn't like, it going to a city? You have no fucking clue. And you're yeah. blasting in the dark. Jesus Christ. It scares the shit out of me. Yeah, but it's cool. It's like that new experience, but, um, I guess somebody like brake checked him. I don't, you know, I wasn't, I was further up in the pack and he was kind of hanging out in the middle, but, um, I guess somebody brake checked him and he kind of did a stoppy and flipped over his bars. So we got to the meeting spot and everybody was like, Oh man, we're missing Logan. And we come to find out that he's, you know, on his way to the hospital. And so we go and steal his truck and like hop in and like book it to the hospital. And we're pretending his, like we're his family to like get into the hospital room and stuff. And it was pretty crazy. Like I've not been, I haven't been to too many hospitals, but like, that was a gnarly place to be at three in the morning. Dude, you know, any like, hospitals gnarly to be at three in the morning. There was um, some real shit that we saw that night. Yeah. Especially fucking St. Louis, dude. Like I'm guessing you. Yeah. <laughs> we saw some crazy I, stuff that night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm flashing back. Never mind. Um, I probably should have went to the hospital a couple weeks ago after my little, little Superman incident, but whatever. Oh, shit. What happened to you? Um, listen to last week's episode of the podcast you'll hear it in full detail i'm right. here we go. <laughs> uh kansas city love you guys i hate your curbs um damn yeah yeah but so everything turned out fine there um did you get any st louis barbecue though i did not i mean what the fuck dude i don't know i guess i was not thinking st louis barbecue was even a a point that we should try to hit but well you do when you're go, in we'll missouri you got you gotta go barbecue like kansas city st louis barbecue but okay. dude don't worry i was an idiot when i was out in baltimore ask me how much uh seafood i had well none probably a lot none. right yeah. none <laughs> no, Not no no one um dude I'm but I, I stayed with maddie and chelsea last summer and i didn't have a like i stayed with them for a night but like we yeah, had, yeah like yeah. i got steak out there what the fuck am i doing they got the sea right there bella classic baltimore sea steak yeah yeah. no um i was born down there and like most of my family is still down there and i i'll admit i've never had baltimore seafood before but i'm down there all the time but yeah man yeah you gotta get that minnesota seafood right dude like oh like i'll eat seafood on the east coast i will not have freaking crab or any dude it's not we don't have sea around here but you want to talk about a steak we don't fuck around with beef. I'll tell you that much. Um, right, get out okay. here, son. I'll, I'll I'll get I'll get you some cuts of ri- I'll get you some slabs of beef. We'll, we'll fucking do it up. Hell yeah. yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean that was the St. Louis rally was pretty wild. Um, that was the furthest we've ever traveled like collectively to a rally. So yeah, you know it's a pretty cool experience like doing that. But yeah, how about South? How, how many uh, South of you rallies have you been to? Have you made any riding jetters or anything like that? uh no we haven't made any riding chatters what um, the fuck not, that's, dude, that's supposed to be the greatest thing ever according to you know sir thomas chisholm okay um we went down to their ride i don't know if there was an official name for it but it was like a richmond group ride deal that was probably a month or two ago and that was pretty crazy because yeah, yeah. they i mean they're all pretty deep down there like everybody's always around the shop chilling mm-hmm uh, no, yeah, that's, that's such a rad community out there. Um, for sure. Just, and they have a, a cast of characters, and everybody's welcome everywhere all the time. It's fucking, it's pretty cool. Um, 
So you got down to that ride. Uh, was that the ride Justin got in a crash? That's no. a joke because Justin always gets in a crash. So it, somebody did get in a crash. Um, I think it was Jordan from Black Black. I don't really remember though. Uh, I know somebody was riding Biggie's Peugeot and something happened, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was a really good shit ride. happens. I just wanted to give exactly. Justin a hard time was all it was. Um, He's been hit like a million times, right? That's just yeah, like yeah. Hit. Justin's the stubborn fuck that won't ever back off. Like a fucking awesome guy. Me and him, I got, I got some Tomos questions for him. Um, so before, let me ask you this, and I try to yeah. ask people all the time before Rona shut the world down. What were your big 2020 plans, and what are you looking forward to in 2021? Things are starting to open up a little bit on the moped like calendar scene but yeah. everybody's still kind of just barely tipping their toe in the water for like announcing events it's all these rogue things like moped spring break or my friend marie she put on um kansas city moped party a couple right. weeks ago yeah um what were my plans for this year i i don't know we were just trying to like collectively hit a ton of stuff now that our club's kind of growing we all have pretty decent rippers um yeah, the plan was just to hit as much as possible within like a six hour radius of us so we could, you know, get off work on Friday early and then just bounce out to wherever we needed to be. But, uh, you know, stuff didn't end up panning out and for better or for worse, it's like that. But, you know, it did give us a good chance to build our bikes, um, build more bikes, I guess. So maybe it was a blessing in disguise, but I'm definitely looking forward to the crop of events that goes down this year. I mean, it seems like, like, yeah, like you said, the moped spring break thing went over fairly well. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what the year has to offer. Everybody's a little, yeah, yeah. When it comes to announcing stuff, which is understandable. But, and that, yeah. and I think that's a bit of, um, Kansas City moped party because, God, how many people? I think Marie said total between like, and it, this would have been total graveyard shifters, wheelhouse because, like, there was Groms, there was scooters, there was mopeds, like, I think she had a well over a hundred individuals there, not all at one time, but throughout the weekend. That's and great. you talk about Derby boys. You should have seen Ed from Ed's moped shop. His, um, he did a general five-star conversion oh. to a Derby subframe oh, yeah. and dude, that thing was clean. I am giving Ed a lot of props. He does. If you need Derby stuff, definitely like talk to Ed. Like he does a great job on everything. Um, and I'm really excited that he's got a new shop. He, built just off his house and it'll be very interesting i hear there could be a housewarming type of thing going down eventually i don't know um or i'm probably talking out of my ass one of the two um let me ask you standard question to allow the second chance i uh, guess what's the yeah. dumbest thing you've ever done in moped style oh man um there's been a lot so it's hard to narrow that down but definitely well, I don't know about definitely, but one time I put on a cylinder upside down. That was pretty crazy. Well, I think um, everybody's done that. Have you put out. the piston well, in upside down yet? Not yet. I've always been pretty vigilant, but somehow I put the piston in the correct way and cylinder upside down. Um, yeah, bike didn't run. I guess you might surmise from that, but yeah, yeah. It took me a good, uh, you know, hour and a half of like beating my head against the wall. Like everything's good, timing's good. It's got some compression. And yeah, cylinder was on upside down. So that's, that's, you know, that's a classic rookie mistake, I guess. But yeah, dude, that's it was, fucking... it had me pretty frustrated at the time. And looking back on it, it's like, damn, how did I possibly fucking do that? But 
Yeah. I don't know, man. Pelini looked the same upside down and right side up. <laughs> um, I screwed up on a metric kit the other week. I had the piston in backwards, but backwards, like upside down, like the, like backwards, like the arrow pointing up. I got you. Yeah. But the thing about a metric kit is it doesn't matter for the piston because you have to window the piston yourself for the cylinder. So like I had already windowed the piston the wrong way. I'm like, huh? Well, we're just going to fucking run it this way anyway. So up is up is down, I guess, whatever. No big deal. Um, And it runs like that or what? What? And it runs like that. Well, I windowed the piston for the, and it was fine. Like it was just because there's no window on that piston. Yeah, yeah, I with so okay. you have to window it yourself and i just windowed the wrong side even though it didn't matter um okay. yeah i fuck up all the time and i talk about it um so what has been your favorite moped moment in mopeds um we made a so we held a rally i guess that was either 29 yeah i think it was 2019 um out in Gettysburg, like the battlefields. Mm-hmm. So putting that together was pretty crazy. Um, our club had never thrown a rally. And yeah, I don't know, it was, you know, you go to rallies and you're like, oh, this is tight, you know, but you never really understand the <clears throat> all the work that goes into organizing everything. And just like little stuff like getting food ready and getting campsites and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty crazy doing that. I mean, and then making the rally video was a blast. Like I'm not good at editing, editing or anything, but Nate and I worked together on that. I uh, jumped my Motron over a fire pit a couple times for that. So that was crazy. <laughs> I don't know, just like all the all the little technical stuff that went into throwing that rally, and then seeing it come to the final form like that day. It's like, all right, everything's set. We're just gonna, you know, hit the button and let this thing go, and it, you know, it works out. It's that was a pretty cool experience. So yeah, I would I would go with that right on right on all right so what's uh average week of mopeds looking like for you with uh things opening back up and the moped world kind of looking like we're gonna be we're, we've already been together but like things getting back to normal yeah for sure um so we hold our shop nights every tuesday so it's we alternate i started renting a little garage shop maybe in the city where i live at and down in lancaster so we alternate. We do every other week, Lancaster and then Mount Joy, Lancaster, then Mount Joy. It's like how far little, apart are they? Oh, uh, it's not even, it's maybe like 12 miles, 13 miles. Oh, like that's 20 nothing. Minutes. Yeah, Just yeah. a quick blast down the highway, but it gives, you know, it gives the rides some variety. So when we do our Tuesday night rides, we're either blasting, like, you know, we're flying past like horse and buggies on, you know, and up in Mount Joy or we're, you know, ripping mm-hmm. through the city and blowing red lights. So it, that is what we do every Tuesday. And then I try to make it to my garage every night. Um, I've got this spreadsheet of, I've got too many bikes now, but uh, what are you up to? <laughs> What's that? How many bikes are you up to? Uh, if we're counting rollers, 11. So I know it's rookie numbers compared to a lot, but. Nah, I'm, dude, that's I'm all right. All like, runners, so. yeah, yeah. Oh, they're all runners. Fuck, that's. Oh, sweet. hell no, they're not all runners. But oh, shit, shit. Towards that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, um, they're all rollers, but rollers. Yeah, no, so far we're five out of 11, I guess. So I've got like this spreadsheet and I just try to knock off a couple things every night. So whether it's like, you know, like a bike needs a new exhaust casket, it's, you know, just getting time for that or, you know, got to change the oil in a maxi. 
or um you know when it comes to bigger stuff like fabrication stuff i just try to knock off you know a number of things on that spreadsheet every night and just keep the bikes turning over if you know what i mean mm -hmm. like i don't know keep things circulating and then the legion boys they have a shop in the city where i'm living at now um and they've been awesome you know they're riding all the time now so try to make it out with them a night how far are you from the legion shop uh my garage is probably like three quarters of a mile lancaster is not very big right so, on. yeah so probably like three quarters of a mile so yeah it's pretty cool having like a decent amount of mopeds and people riding mopeds in one very small city mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um yeah i got it. like that's the rally if they have one i i definitely got to hit a legion rally like just because i city city ride dude uh you hear so many stories about yeah. that coming out yeah um oh, it's sick i mean you're in a fairly metropolitan area right where are you looking uh st paul the right side of the river as i always tell people but okay, it's so well, weird well, that's a pretty big city right it it isn't it isn't weird dude because like i tell you what i can ride one direction for five minutes on my bike and i'm out in the country but then like i ride in another direction 15 minutes and i'm still in the city so like it's just kind of weird but like which i dig um especially like if i'm trying to break a bike in like this coming weekend in theory i'll have my baker's bike i'll put 100 miles oh. i'll try to put 100 miles on this coming weekend because i've got friends coming in next weekend then i gotta leave for richmond to go pick up old sir matthew bow um but yeah it's it's weird because like and i tell people from like where i grew up um i grew up in a town of like we'll say less than two thousand people and they're like, "Oh, you oh, live shit. in the tw you live in the Twin Cities there." I'm like, "Dude, it's a small fucking town. Like, especially like where I live in St. Paul, it feels like a to me it feels like a small town, but you know, it's just okay. it goes back to our conversation like it's relative what you're used to. Like, speed is relative what you if you're all, if I go back home, that always Southern Minnesota is, will always be back home, but if I go back home like and I drive around the town I grew up in, like it takes three minutes. Right. Like right. <laughs> versus like it takes three minutes for me to get to the end of my block. I mean, it's just okay, yeah. So No, it's all in that point of view for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's a time and a place for city and country and just having everything at your fingertips is kind of the best of both worlds. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that'd be sick. Make it down to Philly whenever. I don't know what the plan is on that kind of stuff, but no, that's a really I, fun thing. Um, <laughs> I, I just remember Colin promising that Legion plan. Uh, I'll I'll shut up uh, <laughs> with their plan of death coming up next. The net will be wide. Um, so let me ask you this: What are your moped plans this summer? Are you gonna have you? Uh, just kind of is it kind of feels like 2021 is still a little bit like 2020 where like there's a few things on the calendar but nobody knows what the fuck to do like it seems like last week they just opened everything up and now everybody's kind of suffering from this weird ptsd of life like do we go out do we not go out uh i have to get out because i've been stuck in my house all year like what are you looking forward to this summer no for sure so i mean getting 
I want to see all the homies live large. You know what I mean? I want to get everybody in the, but like not in a pestering or annoying way, but it's really sick having your full club ride with you. Everybody cut it up flying through town. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. getting the group rides to be more of a, I don't know, I get just well-attended group rides um, between that. And we're talking about doing some like camping trips this year, like moped camping. So hell yeah building a bike with like saddlebags on it right now getting ready for that so dude milk yeah, crate life is where it's at when it comes to hauling shit dude i'm no, telling you the milk crate is the most underrated tool of mopeds because that milk crate also acts as a backrest Ooh, this is true okay yeah no that brings it all back to day one right like seeing yeah, that yeah. dude on the moped with the milk crate it's comes full circle but yeah just getting i don't know trying to get as many people back into it as possible and there's always, you know, when you have like an Instagram, people hit you up and they're like, yo, man, you work on mopeds and just being trying to be super inclusive and getting everybody to come out on Tuesdays to ride and wrench. And even if you just want to chill and, you know, drink or whatever, like it's just good to have a ton of people all participating. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, just grow it a little bit. So, and I'm trying to get more younger people into it. Um, I don't know. That's a little tricky because a lot of the, a lot of my friends, my age that aren't into mopeds are pretty fixated on like building computers or, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, other stuff or like weightlifting for some reason that's become a big <laughs> thing, but like, or fishing or hunting, you know, whatever. Cause we've got some rural people out here, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, just, you know, trying to bring people into the fold and, you know, like here, you know, go ahead and ride this thing. And if you hate it, you hate it, but I, I guarantee you're going to like it. So, and yeah. then, you know, just inviting them to come around. So that's my goal for this summer. I don't really have any events that I'm trying to hit outside of local stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just see everybody riding bikes. And then of course, if I could get everything in my garage running, that would be, that'd be a miracle. But yeah, that would be that's a miracle. Like the dude. Goal, right? Yeah, it is like, I figure if you got four bikes that run well, that's perfect. Cause you were saying like the Levin's rookie numbers, dude, you don't need what's that old line how many can you actually ride at once though so like if you have two or three like solid running bikes i went i went on a selling spree like a month ago i had like fucking i think i sold like four bikes i was just like i need them the fuck out of here like i just want them gone like and there weren't anything special they were stock and running in one form or another and then i fucking told everybody i don't want to buy any more bikes and all of a sudden it became this big fucking joke that everybody's sending me hobbit ads. And it's like, I did nip on a couple, but like, it is what it is. Yeah, for sure. Like I've pretty much been operating on like a one in one out kind of policy. Like mm-hmm. if I buy a bike, I have to get rid of a bike within a week or, or else I'm just going to have too many, too many bikes in there. So, I mean, the next, the next thing is just to get another Peugeot and rectify my, my mistake in not keeping my first one. So <laughs> get rid of some stuff and then get another Peugeot and see how that goes. And I don't know. I also, I'm a huge fan of the variety, like being able to work on a Pook, then a V1, then a Derby and a Vespa, like, you know, all in the same night. And it's just, they're all similar to some degree that they're like two stroke mopeds, but there are so many little nuances to each. And it's, it's really, like you said, it's like a puzzle, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, I don't know, just having that variety available to you to work on and ride. It's really nice. Yeah, no, and that's rad, dude. And that's what makes mopeds so fucking sweet. Cause like some people, you get dorks like me that I just want to work on hobbits. Like I, I dig oh, them yeah. and, and I understand too. it. Uh, and I'm like, just, 
yeah. then there's people like you. I want to touch everything. It's like I'm bad at hobbits, so I got to fucking get good at them first. Hell no, dude. I'm bad at everything. If we're going by that standard, <laughs> it's uh, jack of all trades, master of none, and. You're, you're the master of the hobbits right now. I get. I mean, dude, you're going to win pinball, so that's going to be crazy, right? Ah, dude, I want to finish pinball. That's, that's what I want to do. No, you wanna, can't say I, that. You got to say you're going to win. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll just. I, I learned a long time ago, don't fucking get too cocky there, Junior. Um, oh, man, but you got to go in with that mentality, right? Well, I'm, pre- I'm, I'm, I'm preparing. I'm preparing. It's. Uh, I was told this week I am too cocky with some people in the local scene, which I thought was oh, funny shit. as hell. Well, I let I, I did let one person know they would probably like mopeds better if they had bikes that ran like mine. And I don't think they appreciate <laughs> I don't think cold, they appreciate but... well, yeah, you know, it's... Some, truth stings sometimes. Yeah, I guess. truth hurts, exactly. Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's gonna be crazy. So yeah, I mean I don't know. You've probably Dude, seen... I'm so excited. And like I said, like I was talking to somebody the other day, this is how stupid i am for mopeds and what i've got going on like when i wrecked in kansas city two thoughts went through my head or a few thoughts like a nothing can be broken i gotta be at work on monday and b i've gotta fucking do uh baker's dozen and i told that to maitland uh via text he's like dude somebody always gets hurt right before baker's so they can't do it or they're fucked up and they still do it anyways but no, nah, dude, it's going to be a fucking rad. You should get your ass down to Richmond over the 4th of July. It's going to be a fucking great time. Oh, um, yeah. We'll yeah. The, finish, the finish line is going to be at Ashley, Thomas and Ashley's new place. Um, you know Maddie Bo and I are doing it together, right? I did not actually know that, but that's crazy, and Maddie's a great guy. And Yeah, I love Maddie. Oh, yeah. love Chelsea. Um, Maddie kind of stuck his – He's uh, driving Chase, and he's going to be a relief driver. Like, I told him, like, kind of the setup. He's like, uh, I'm like, dude, it's basically going to – like, it's a hobbit. Yes, it's very – yes, but it, the brakes are a fucking street mate. It's a Tomos – I go, I got, it'll be nice and comfortable on that. Thing. I'm like, yeah. dude, you'll, you'll know how to ride this bike. Don't worry. Okay. So like, but no, dude, like again, oh, yeah. just that weird thing that happens in mopeds. And this has happened to you, Tom. Like you just meet somebody you instantly click with. That was Maddie, Chelsea and me in a parking lot in fucking Tampa, Florida. It was just like, Oh hell yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, dude. Yeah. No, it was, I mean, they, so when they were living up here, um, they would ride up pretty consistently and that's like a gnarly like you know 50 60 i mean 50 60 miles isn't too crazy but just the fact that they would all pull up on mopeds and they'd be flying like you know mark's uh mark's target really rips and the goose obviously is a crazy bike i don't they all have sick bikes but it was it was cool when they were uh when they were closer to up here and we could always you know it was like the sister club kind of mentality and we're trying to make it down to richmond more for sure to see them but yeah 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 Right on, right on, my guy. All right, I think we're going to start to wrap this up. Um, again, everybody yeah, can good. find Second Chance uh, at Second Chance Pod. Uh, don't be afraid to reshare any episodes you enjoy. Don't be afraid to tell me what you think of the show, this, that, or the other thing. I can't thank everybody enough for listening to this. Um, yeah, this is this is another one of my – I jokingly tell people – when they ask, what's your favorite episode? The last one. And know what, Tom? Right now, this is my favorite episode. So uh, I got to thank you again for coming on Second Chance on Moped Podcast. And don't forget, mopeds are dumb. Mopeds are not dumb. 
right. Have a good one, man. Yeah. Deuces. Bye.